Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back with more Hit and Run with host Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Got to give a special shout out to Leo Stoddard today. First time doing Hit and Run, right? You're right. This is my first time doing Hit and Run. Yeah, this is my third time doing it ever. Okay. Uh, you know, so we're right here in the new yeah, space. Yeah, you know, we're doing it rolling it together block. right here. So uh, you've been doing a great job today so far, man, holding it Thank down. You. I got you. Uh, he's Leo Stoddard. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Filling in for Matt Spiegel today on Hit and Run. Uh, Cubs baseball starting at 120. That's when first pitch will be. Pre-game starting at 1245. Uh, Matt Spiegel got the call on that. And right now what we're doing is, you know, just talking about – you know, disappointment. There's a lot to go around here uh, in the city of Chicago when it comes to these two teams. And I'm curious, who are you most disappointed in uh, with your respective team? Who is that for you? Um, and we're taking your phone calls. 312-644-6767. I'm usually a positive guy. If you never heard me before, I'm super positive. Like, I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I get called, you know, uh, too much of a homer on certain things, uh, a meatball fan, whatever. I don't care. There's a lot of meatball fans out here, Papa. I'm just mirroring thoughts and sentiments of a lot of Chicagoans. But I do. I am a realist, and I do think that you got to be able to call out a spade when it's being a spade. And that's why we're talking about you know the pe- people that we're most disappointed in on our respective teams. Let's go out to Anthony in New Lenox. Anthony, happy Sunday, first of all. Uh, and... You know, when you're looking at your Cubs squad, who are you most disappointed in? Hey, Gabe. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Happy Sunday to you as well, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Gabe, the most disappointing is this Cubs bullpen, man. If you look at guys like Fulmer, Merriweather, Boxberger before he got hurt, these guys are late innings, you know. They can't lock it down in a one-run game. And it's frustrating because in the past, you know, they've been able to turn guys like Kimbrell, um, Robertson last year, and they've been able to kind of transform their career and give it like kind of a, a second wind, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it just hasn't been that at all this year. It hasn't. It's been tough. Bullpen, you know, definitely uh, makes you feel a certain type of way, especially yesterday, right, after that loss. I mean, you know, Cubs up 4-2 going into the fifth, and then things just kind of fall fall apart a little bit. Um but, yeah, it's tough because the assumption is that, you know, the pitching was going to be the strong suit for them. You know, Mark Leiter, I mean, Brandon Hughes, they were pitching well. 
you know, Jeremiah Estrada comes in yesterday, tough outing. Michael Fulmer comes out, comes in yesterday, tough. And we were talking about this a couple weeks ago in terms of the usage of Michael Fulmer and when he should be coming in. And, you know, it's 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 hard. It really is, especially when, you know, your starter's only going four and two-thirds and you got to get to the bullpen early and you're making those kinds of decisions. And if that's one of your weakest points, then as a manager, it's got to suck to know you got to go to your bullpen and, and you know, you're, you're – you really are like, all right, who's who's going to hurt me the least in in, in, the, in this situation? So that's why people were really hyped up on Wisniewski, you know, taking his lumps in the bullpen, you know, because they thought he, he would be able to at least perform at a high level there. Uh, but when you're looking at bullpens in, 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 in Major League Baseball, Cubs have the fifth worst ERA. Cubs bullpen, that is. Fifth, fifth worst ERA. You know who has the second worst? The White Sox. Sitting at 5.28 ERA. That's bad. Like, when you're talking about your two teams in the city, there's 30 teams in the league. You're talking about two teams in the same city sitting in the bottom five of ERA bullpens. When you're looking at saves, and, of course, you got to have save opportunities to do things like that. Second to last, Cubs. Six saves. Now, obviously, they've you know, won games by a you know, larger margin than, than would allow for a save opportunity. But, you know, who's fourth to last? Yes. You know, you, you, you're picking up what I'm putting down, guys. The White Sox. With just 10 saves on the season. Brutal. Brutal. Hits. Cubs bullpen's right in the middle of the pack. Sitting there. Kind of like 16th. Earn, earned runs. Now, this is where the Cubs, you know, are down on the list. Earners, Oakland's bullpen has given up 152 earned runs. That's that's worse than the league. Sox, fifth worst in the league, 105th. Cubs, eighth worst in the league. And it's just, so you, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about the bullpen and the frustrations that exist there. Haven't been giving up the long ball a ton, bullpen. Cubs right in the middle there. But what kills you every single time? Walks. Sox, fifth, sixth worst in the league in walks uh, given up by the bullpen. Cubs, middle of the pack uh, over there. But strikeouts, what you really want from your bullpen. Cubs, middle of the pack. It seems to be what they are in certain statistics. They've just been allowing too many hits to, to give up in that space. But bullpen is it. My favorite text coming in today, 815. Tyone and Fulmer don't even need to explain why. <laughs> when I'm asking, what who are you most frustrated in uh, on, on on your teams here in the city? Let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. We're taking your calls. We're allowed to be down on these kind of moments. You know, who are you most disappointed in uh, on the Sox or the Cubs? Let's go to Patrick out in Wisconsin. So, uh, Patrick, who are you most disappointed in? Hey, thanks for taking my phone call. Um, born and raised on the west side of Chicago, come out of Londale. Okay. So recently moved up here. But I'm disappointed in the records, man. I mean, uh, the Cubs have been down for as long as I can remember since I was in high school. And uh, basically, they were the lovable losers. And when you just start to contend in 2015, and now you find yourself seven years out of it and you're rebuilding, it's very disappointing, man. I mean, it's very disappointing. I mean, these guys, they went on the cheap. And then they hire these guys. I mean, 
I like the coach, the manager, what he did when he played with us on the team. Right now, as a manager, man, he, he, I mean, you know. That's the way, hold on, I'm wait, not, wait, wait, wait. Really, you know how your boss walks in and he's like, hey, good job today on that project, but. And then sure. they, they, they set you up, you know what I mean? Like, the way you did sure. that for Rossi right there, Patrick, it was like probably the nicest one I've ever heard. Because you, you, you went somewhere completely different outside of coaching even. You're like, I like this guy's when he was on the team playing with their squad. But his managerial experience, not your favorite, huh? I mean, yeah, I mean, along with that, man, it's very disappointing as a fan base because uh, a long time, man, we've been called the lovable losers. Chicago is too big of a market to be in a situation like this. We should be in contention at least every three years or so and just have these long stretches like this and then say it's a rebuild process. It's very disheartening, man. I'll never change. I'll always be a Cub fan, but this is very disheartening. It's tough. And, and let me ask you one last question before you get out of here, Patrick. You know, because you talked about, you know, obviously being in 2015, being in position to contend, and here we are, you know, seven, eight years later, and you're, you're rebuilding. But what would you have it look like? I mean, if you're if you're disappointed with what where it's at right now, like, what would you have it be? Like, do you think that they should have just signed, like, a bunch of big names and and been top-heavy and then be competing in that Like, what does that look like to you? Actually, I'm thinking that the farm system is the most important if you want to just build an organization and contend. That's just my philosophy. If I own the team, then I guess I have different views and opinions. But you have to build from the farm system. So why would I go out and get somebody else's wasteland if they're no longer so great as they once were with the previous team? So that's just my opinion. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Patrick. And I do understand that. I mean, I think that's everyone's goal in Major League Baseball is that, um, you know, you do want to build from the farm so you can have, you know, player control, you know, you can control the players a little bit more. You can focus on uh, payroll and what that looks like. But every team is trying to do that. Every t- team is trying to manage that balancing act between Major League talent that you're paying and prospects that you are banking on. And then the other part of that, too, and we've been talking about this at length over the last couple of days, is you cannot just like get three guys and then bank on those three guys. You need 10 guys and hope that three of them can stick. Because the margin for error when you get called up is so small, right? Like, think about some of the guys in the White Sox or the Cubs. You get called up. You know, for like a, a nice little, somebody gets injured, you get called up for a little bit. Like, if you don't perform in that window, like, you go right back down. You don't get the luxury of of waiting and seeing, like, how will you perform over the course of a month, month and a half. You get, like, a week. You get two spot starts. Talk to Lenin Sosa. Lenin Sosa. Talk to him. See how, see how he felt about it. Talk to Oscar Colas, who started the season out. Talk to Christopher Morrell. You come up, you perform, and what happens? Every single person in the city of Chicago is like, you got to get this guy at bats. You got to get this guy in the lineup. Matt Mervis, you come up immediately, you know, you, you know his path already. You know where he's going to be, but it, the margin for error is so small. And that's tough, but I can understand because Patrick, who just called from originally from the West Side, Lawndale, shout out the West Side, that's where I stay, and is now in Wisconsin, as you pointed out, it's management, but Patrick, I'll tell you this. There are text messages coming in, ripping on Rick Hahn right now. In terms of, you know, the question we're asking is, who are you most disappointed in? Ripping on Rick Hahn. So it's, it's like, if you are not 
a championship caliber team, no one is happy with management. There's no team that's three games under 500 and people are like, oh, man, the GM's doing a fantastic job, right? Like you can always point to some things. It's tough. From the 312, he says, as a lifelong Sox fan, my biggest disappointment is in Rick Hahn. His roster construction has been amateurish. There's no sense of urgency to his action. Tough. These guys got a tough job. You know what I mean? Like, if I say something stupid or I go talk about basketball in the middle of hit and run, somebody just texts in and they're like, I can't believe they're talking about basketball. I'm tuning out, right? Like, no big deal. I go to my kids. My check still gets paid. Like, I'm still fine. Rick Hahn makes a dumb move. <laughs> it's like everyone's trashing him. Like, like Hoyer makes a bad move. Terrible decisions. Like, like the kind of pressure that they are under to get it right. That's that's what I'm trying to point out here. And this, like, when we're talking about who you're disappointed in, the pressure to get it right. Man, that would weigh on me. Weigh on a lot of us. And so these guys have a very difficult job, but they get paid the big bucks to do it. And your job is your job. My job is to come up with ideas. Right. Who are you most disappointed in? These are things that I think about. Right. Might be hit, might be missed. Don't know. But I can live with that. Rick Hahn, your your job, Jet Hoyer, your job is to come up with good decisions. That's what you are getting paid to do at the highest level. Oh, man. It's going to be crazy. Somebody said, uh, you asked who's disappointing you the most. On the flip side, consider asking who's exciting you the most. I did. I asked a couple people that today. Why push the negative when we could be having a fun, positive talk? Trust me. That's how I operate. But if you see these text messages and these phone calls coming in, and let's not forget, texter from uh, the 773, the Cubs have just lost their first two against Cincinnati. Jameson Tyon couldn't go five innings. People are pissed at Michael Fulmer. They're mad that Christopher Morrell's, you know, the sun's shining in his eyes and he's reading the ball poorly. Can't find a home for him. Sox are losing two out of the first three against Detroit after, you know, winning those three series. So there's, so I'm, I'm more living in the space because it's not like a hate thing. It's more, you know, we are sad. <laughs> we are sad people. And, and so it's okay. Sometimes you got to let these things out and hope for the best on the other side. You know? Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez filling in for Matt Spiegel here on 670 The Score. Uh, this is Hit and Run, as heard every Sunday. Uh, Spiegel will be back next week, Sunday, giving you guys everything you want. Uh, but he will be doing the pregame, which will be starting at 1245 here on 670 The Score. Cubs, as I mentioned, trying to avoid the sweep uh, against Cincinnati today. And the hope with Smiley on the bump is that they can do just that. It's got to be frustrating. You know, the Reds are sitting a half a game above the Cubs in the NL Central, and the Cubs only four and a half back. I mean, that is why people are so, like when you talk about the frustration, four and a half games out and you're seven under 500. Thinking about some starts from Tyone, thinking about some bullpen outings from Fulmer makes you think you could be in a way better situation. You could be, you know, with Pittsburgh and Milwaukee fighting for, you know, the top of the division. Let's go back to the phone lines. Take one more before we go to break. Ralph in Mount Greenwood. Uh, so where where does your frustration lie? 
Well, my frustration, I've been a Sox fan for 60 years, and uh, my frustration is with um, Reinsdorf. You know, I mean, it's okay to be loyal to people, but at some point in time you have to say, wait a minute, we're not doing so well. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a big uh, Kenny Williams fan. I think he's the type of guy that goes kisses at himself when he walks by the mirror. <laughs> That's a great visual yeah. right there, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, you know, he just I mean, I seen him play when I was younger. He was a good ball player and he was a hustler, but he's just I mean, him and uh, the guy that used to work for the Cubs were yucking it up one day on the diamond before the game. Uh who was it? Henry with wasn't he with the Cubs? Okay. Those guys they're just two idiots. And as far as I'm concerned, I've been around baseball all my life. And I've been to tons of Sox games. I've seen the greatest players ever to play. I've seen Mantle. I've seen Yastrzemski. I've seen Harmon Killebrew, L.K. Line. I mean, you know, Henry Aaron, Frank Robinson. It's just insane to think that you're going to keep guys around who are not productive. Moncada's not productive. He's a dog ass. Grandal is not productive, and Jimenez is not productive. Those guys, they're hurt, they're hurt most of the time. And and as far as the Cubs go, I don't even know why they set Morrell down because you can't teach speed and you can't teach power. And you can't learn to play Major League Baseball if you're in the minor leagues. You may be able to learn fundamentals, but you're not going to learn baseball. I love that. Let me, let me ask you this one question, Ralph, before I let you go. Because... I mean, yeah. clearly you have a wealth of knowledge. I love the names that you threw out there. I mean, that's some really great baseball to watch live. But you mentioned yeah. Reinsdorf and, and you know him being loyal to guys like Kenny and Rick Hahn. Right. But, but do you think if they were to – if he was let's – say, let's say they fired him today, right? All right, Rick Hahn, yeah. Kenny, no longer with the organization. They bring in some right. new, new blood. Don't you right. think that Jerry would tie their hands the same way that he has uh, to Rick uh, in, in terms of – dollars that you're willing to shell out or do you think that if they brought somebody else in then all of a sudden like the, the culture and the the style of the Chicago White Sox organization is somehow going to change well you got to have guts and that's one thing why they don't want to hire Ozzie Guillen again because he'll tell them straight out if they're dogging it and he'll tell Ryan hey we need we need to get rid of this guy you know it, it, loyal if you're loyal and someone's not loyal back to you and they don't give you 100%, they got to go. That's my opinion. And the Sox got Berger. He could play third. They got she two could EH, and they got this young kid that could play right field. I just think, you know, if if Jerry can't uh, do what's best for the team, then he's, he should step down. I mean, it's not that hard. I get it. Thanks for the call, Ralph, man. I appreciate it. Uh, again, we've, talk about, we've been talking, it's been a theme. We can be upset at front office and, and, and management. It's just a difficult job. And, but, but I like what you said. Sometimes you got to have guts. It's a great statement because whoever, let's just say they move on from Rick Hahn or whatever, Whoever is to come into that space, they would have to have transparent conversations with ownership, presidents, 
and say, hey, I am, I am brought here to fix this organization. And in order for me to do that, I have to have an understanding that I am going to be given the freedom to do just that. So that'll be interesting as well. Ooh, Ralph, I felt that. Like of all the callers today, I felt, I felt that one because I felt the pain in his voice. I felt the love for baseball. And he wants to love it again that much. And so when he brings up guys like Moncada and you know, Morel, you know, he, 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 you can tell he appreciates greatness and he will not stand for mediocrity. And I think we as Chicago baseball fans feel the exact same way. And that's why we're so passionate. And that's why we just had the discussion about being disappointed in those situations because we do want the best and we expect a level above mediocrity at the very least. And we are just waiting to get it. Ah, great stuff right there. All right, uh, we got one more segment before we head on out uh, to Wrigley as the Cubs wrap up their three-game set versus uh, Cincinnati. Um, and do not forget, that one is going to be happening right here on 670 The Score. Uh, so we'll give a recap for yesterday's game and try to give some predictions as to what will happen today uh, before the game actually starts. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez filling in for Matt Spiegel here on Hit and Run this it's Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Just a brutal day. I mean. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> We're back with more Hit and Run with host Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Happy Sunday, Chicago. It is Gabe Ramirez. 670 The Score filling in for Matt Spiegel. Don't worry. You don't have to wait till... Tuesday to hear him or next Sunday to hear him. 20 minutes away. Cubs pregame. Matt Spiegel got the call there. Also got a nice little fifth inning reprieve for you as well. And then, of course, postgame. Speaks will take you on your ride home while you're leaving Wrigley Field today. All right. Um, Cubs, surprisingly, I would say surprisingly, dropped the first two against uh, the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, First game was just intense. You didn't know what you didn't. You weren't necessarily sure what you were going to get uh, from the Cubs, but the the nine zero 
victory was a tough one, to say the least. And, I mean, from the very beginning, I mean, Hunter Green was just throwing gas, like 100-mile-per-hour, right in the middle of the plate. Here's a meatball for you. And you just couldn't touch it because he was just throwing his heat. And then, you know, Justin Steele, you know, only only was able to go three and two-thirds, you know, had a rough outing. But, hey, they happen. It's not just – Giolito or Cease, I mean, they happen throughout the course of a season. You're going to have to get those. So hopefully he can just shake that off and pick back up uh, where he was uh, a little while ago. Then, of course, yesterday, uh, that one that one I felt hurt more than Friday's game because it's just, I mean, listen, you, you start off uh, from the very beginning. You know, Ian Happ comes up to the plate and just he just got you feeling good on a Saturday. A 2-2. Line drive down the left field line. Fair ball bouncing up against the stands. It's going to be a ground rule double. I believe a fan reached over and touched it. Run scoring double. Ian Happ coming in to score. Dansby Swanson. Cubs lead one to nothing. It just did stay fair. I mean, just kicking things off the right way. I mean, first inning, put a run on the board. You got Wrigley. We know what that feels like. Saturday, sun shining, got your beer in your hand. Very first inning, get a run on the board, and you're thinking, this is going to be great. And then in the top of the second, uh, Reds tie it up, make it 1-1. Bottom half of the inning, though, Nico Horner comes up and just changes things. Here comes the 2-2. Horner hits a liner into right field. Coming in, that's going to be a base hit. It's bobbled out there by Fraley. A run will score as Gomes comes in. Down to second goes Horner. Over to third goes Wisdom. Cubs lead two to one. Clutch. Opposite field RBI single for Nico Horner. People often ask, like, what you what do you go to sleep to? You know, like what kind of noise machine? I have two kids, so I have noise machines and stuff like that. Somebody should should record like the fans at Wrigley. Passionate, energetic. Makes you feel good. Maybe that's how we should wake up in the morning. Let's be your alarm clock, you know? Have, have a go, not go Cubs go, but just the, cheer, the cheering on there. Uh, but yeah, bottom of the second, Jan Gomes comes up, makes you feel good from the very beginning, gets that uh, single to deep center. Patrick Wisdom, you know, comes out, you know, you're waiting for him to get the ball rolling again. Tauschman just, uh, thanks you. Tauschman just Tauschmans. And then, you know, you get Nico up, take the lead back. You're feeling great at that point, and, and, and you would, you're like, hey, if it stops here, this is great. But then your boy Dansby Swanson comes up. The pitch to Dansby. Line drive, left field, base hit. It's going to drive in two more runs. Clutch RBI single, Dansby Swanson. Cubs lead 4-1. to one. Got Pat happy. Got the crowd cheering. Everybody's just feeling good in that moment. Ian Happ walked, that, walked after that, and then you thought, at least I did, I'm like, oh, Sayo's going to hit a bomb right here. It's just like... It just felt like it was that was the script for the day, uh, but he ended up flying out. And then in the uh, top of the third, Reds put another one on the board, and then uh, no scoring all the way till you get to the fifth. And that's when things kind of got a little wonky, right? Um, you know, Tyone got the first two guys out of the inning. Fairchild popped out, then Casali, you know, got a, got a strike out there. So he thought he was looking good. He thought, oh, finally he's gonna get to the fifth. This is great. Get them nice little confidence booth, booths. You know, you make yourself feel good in those moments. Um, and, and you said, this is it. But then he ended up, you know, walking walking a guy, and then they make the replacement right there. 
And that's when Cubs fans just started shaking their head. I know every, I, we were just talking about what, what the sounds of, of Wrigley you know, were like in those first couple of innings. Imagine when Fulmer walks out. Uh, <laughs> grumble, grumble. Rah, rah, rah. Is this the right move, Rossi? I'm questioning you. And then, of course, uh, Mike McClain, first batter, first, first batter that Fulmer's facing, uh, comes in and just handles business. Here's the 1-0. McClain swings, little looper over the head of Mancini in a right field for a base hit. Friedel rounds third. He comes home. And it's a one-run game after the RBI single the other way by Matt McClain. Four to three Cubs here in the top half of the fifth inning. The Cubs still had the lead. Things felt good at that point, but then Mr. India came up and did his thing. Fulmer works on the third base side of the rubber. Takes a deep breath, kicks, and delivers. Hit in the air, deep right field. Suzuki going back at the track, backing up near the wall, and it's gone in the basket for a home run. And Cincinnati takes the lead. Jonathan India, an opposite field shot, a two-run home run. And it's Cincinnati five, the Cubs four here in the fifth. Heartbreaker right there. You see how you saw here boos in, in the background from the Cubs fans right there. Imagine what kind of emotional roller coaster are you on right there? You're up four one. Things are going well. You got Tyone pitching. He thinks he's going to get his nice little first victory. Cubs putting some runs on the board, and then it just all goes to crap in the fifth. So frustrating. Then you're wondering, can is there going to be some sort of Cub magic during the game? Because that's just thought they're not going to lose two in a row to the to the Reds. But they put another run on the board in the sixth. Cubs couldn't do anything in the bottom half of the inning. And then your boy, Mr. India, just continued to stay hot in the seventh. Deep drive to left trouble. This ball is going to leave the yard. Jonathan India with his second home run of the game. A rocket to the seats in left, and the Reds now lead 8-4. to four. And the 2-2. Hep swings and misses, and the ball game is over. Diaz strikes out Ian Hap. The Reds make it two in a row. The Cubs have now lost three in a row. The final tonight, Cincinnati eight, and the Cubs five. Disappointing loss there, got to be honest. That one it felt like it, it slipped through the fingertips right there, and uh, the Cubs get an opportunity to stop the sweep today. Um, that one again, starting at 1:20 pregame at 12:45. Matt Speed, we got your call right there. Uh, it is going to be Drew Smiley going up against Graham Ashcraft uh, today, and the lineup, you know, it's looking good. Got Nico Horner leading off, Dansby Swanson in the two spot, Ian Happ at the number three, Saya batting cleanup, Christopher Morrell being being your big swing guy, uh, Trey Mancini. Right after that, Touchman, Wisdom, and Gomez. So Wisdom, Wisdom's in the lineup. You know, that makes a lot of people feel good. And again, you know, we've been talking about this all day. You know, when you look at the lineups of, of either team, the talent is there. There's zero question about that. I know Patrick's the only Cub with, you know, over in double digits homer, homers right now. Um, and it's cooled off as of late. But, you know, everybody in the lineup has a homer except for Touchman, who's only played in eight games. You know, when you're looking at, you know, RBIs, you know, people were saying how well Andrew Vaughn looks with 31 RBIs, 32, whatever it is at this point. 
But, you know, you got Nico Horner at the top of the order with the most RBIs in this lineup at 25. Dansby Swanson, your number two hitter, with the second most, tied with Patrick Wisdom at the bottom uh, of the order with 23. You know, you got Horner batting 293, Ian Hatt batting 285, Suzuki batting 287, Jan Gomes batting 288. I mean, it's there. It literally is there. It's just a matter of putting it together. Like, is Drew Smiley going to have a Justin Steele outing today? Where, you know, it's that that one funky start? Or is he going to be shown up by Graham Ashcraft? Now, Graham's had some good games as of late. Or, excuse me, some bad games as of late. So you're hoping you can capitalize off of that and, and that he's not trying to bounce back. He's given up seven earned runs in each of his last two starts. Given up at least seven in three out of his last four. So if there was somebody that was uh, what the doctor ordered, it would be uh, this matchup right here, and hopefully the Cubs uh, can go ahead and and take that victory because where they're at right now, the Chicago Cubs, everyone is talking about, you know, these next couple of of, of weeks. What are they going to – and let me tell you something, it does not get easier for the Cubs. Three games set starting on Monday versus the Tampa Bay Rays. No team wants to see the Tampa Bay Rays right there. Then to kick off June, you got three straight sets versus the Padres, the Angels, another above 500 team, and then the San Francisco Giants. Tough. What up? And so, like, that's going to be it's going to be extremely tough. And then they, they got a Baltimore Orioles team and a Philly squad at the end of the month mixed in with six games in the middle of the month versus Pittsburgh. Tough stretch for the Chicago Cubs in June. So uh, they're most certainly going to have to figure things out and start putting together a couple of victories. And, you know, it should start It should start today. I'm going to go ahead and predict it. Cubs aren't getting swept today. Let's hope they don't. Um, but but it'll be interesting to see what they can do and if they can put this together. I'm, I'm going to go ahead. What do you think, Leo? Let's make some predictions for today. Cubs, what's your score for today? I think they're going to win maybe – Four to two, something low scoring like that. I just told you Grant Mashcraft has given up at least seven runs in three of his last four. Four? four I like it. Four to going two. low with it. I like it. I like it. Hit the under. I think it's going to be an offensive explosion. Multiple homers by multiple guys. I think Christopher Murrah hits one. I think Saya hits one. And you know what? Screw it. Why not? Patrick Wisdom, back on the board. 8-3. Eight, 8-3 three. Eight, three Cubs with the victory is what I think is going to happen in this one. Uh, and then hopefully it'll make 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 good for that. All right, um, I will be on your radios tomorrow after Cubs baseball. Again, I mentioned Cubs taking on the Tampa Bay Rays, first of three games. That'll be tomorrow here on 670. The score of that game kicks off at 120 as well. Uh, and then I will be chatting with you guys, and I'm going to hang out with you guys on Memorial Day from whenever that game's over, probably around like 440 or something like that, all the way till 8 o'clock. So I'll be able to hang out with you guys. Uh, Taj Bradley will be on the bump for Tampa Bay. Marcus Stroman will get the ball for the Chicago Cubs tomorrow, so we'll be able to do that. All right, uh, I want to thank my guests for today. Of course, Chuck Garfine jumping on earlier. That was a good one. Great conversation with Chuck. want to go ahead and thank Wayne Randazzo as well, voice of the Los Angeles Angels. He'll be here Monday calling Sox Angels. Got to thank Chris Kamka from NBC Sports Chicago. Great stuff there. 
Want to thank uh, my producer today, Leo Stoddard. Great job, sir. Oh, no sound or nothing like that? Oh, I didn't know. I don't know. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Put him in the Hall. A little premature there, Papa. All right. Um, coming up right after this, Matthew Spiegel. You missed his voice since 9 a.m., and he's coming up right after this to give you pregame, postgame, and, of course, nice little fifth-inning break for the fellas. All right? Mi gente, that means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time. I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Happy Sunday. We're Spigs. <laughs> Ouch. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.